to steal Bowler's phrase, buckle up, because it's going to be wild here in the NBA for the next couple of weeks, and certainly already off to a, a big start with a big trade in the NBA. Oklahoma City Thunder, they have 16 first-round draft picks in the next seven drafts, but we've got the draft on Wednesday, free agency begins Friday. Things are about to get real nuts real fast. This is one thing that every sports fan in this state will be keenly interested in, is what's going to happen here. It's going to be fun to see what major changes are made, and even some of the minor changes might be impactful. He covers BYU and Utah for the Deseret News. He's our good friend Jay Drew. I really want to ask about the possibility of Utah and BYU scheduling a game, but Larry Scott says, sure, you can go schedule non-conference games if uh, if a week becomes available, but then sets out an impossible set of standards. So what was the point of making that announcement in the first place? Yeah, I think caving in a little bit to the public pressure. They don't want to be seen as unwilling to budge on this thing, but it's kind of a PR ploy, I think. You're right. Those are very, very tough demands from the Pac-12 that, frankly, I don't know that BYU or any other school would be willing to accept. For basketball insiders, he is Eric Pincus. Jordan Clarkson is a free agent, and as you know, he was extremely key to the Jazz having success last year, and his role off the bench was desperately needed. How hard do you think it's going to be for the Jazz to retain him? How painful will that be? If they're serious about keeping him, then I, I feel like 13 14 $15 million a year in that range is reasonable. That's not bad money right now. I don't know where his mind is and what he wants to do, but to me, I feel like $15 million a year is about right to make sure he doesn't leave and, and take a short-term deal in free agency. He covers USC for the OC Register. He's Adam Grossbard. Give us a little bit of a review of the Trojans thus far. It's been uneven. I think, you know, you can kind of justify in the first game beating Arizona State by one point, and, you know, Arizona State's a pretty good team, and USC still 300 days removed from their previous game. I think the Arizona game was a little bit harder to justify, especially, you know, that USC did a good job in terms of getting their penalty down, but they were still really struggling in short yardage situations. They should have won that game by a lot more if they're just better in short yardage and if they're just cleaner and don't extend Arizona drives. And so, you know, you're kind of seeing some of the old problems from the past couple years at USC. The general manager of the Utah Jazz as Justin Zanuck. You know, it's pretty easy to go through in an analysis of the season and see what the strengths of our team are and what are the things that we have opportunities to improve at. So certainly finding talented wing and guard defenders that don't compromise spacing. There's a multitude of ways that we can try to accomplish that. We look for high character, unique players, and they can come in all shapes and sizes, but we have multiple ways to address that and see if we can have a little bit more of a comeuppance defensively for the team. With the 27th pick in the 2020 NBA Draft, the Utah Jazz select Yudoku Azubuki from Delta, Nigeria and the University of Kansas. Yudoka Azubuki with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What do you think about playing alongside Rudy Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell? Is that something that gets you excited? Oh man, I'm so excited to go out there and walk with Rudy walk with Donovan Mitchell. Um, Mitchell, I started Rudy, you know, like just picking his brain and a two-time fancy play of the year. I mean, like I know that, you know, just learning from Rudy, like a guy like Rudy is really going to help my game a lot. And um, I'm so excited to learn from Mitchell and, you know, his brain and what he brings to the table and what he can do. Like, I'm just excited, so excited to learn from the superstars. Is everybody ready?
Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show on a football Friday. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Ron McBride. We're at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, right here in Salt Lake City. Coach. What's up? It's good to see you, man. It's good good to see see you, you. man. So, Uh, uh, Gordon, joining us, of course, from Casa de Monson. Gordon, hello. How are you? Happy football Uh, Friday. Yes. uh, Same to you. Hey, Mac. How you doing? How are you, Gordon? Doing well, thanks. I liked I liked your article you did on uh, on Bill Markrom, and I uh, I just went to the viewing, you know, that they had for him, and uh, uh, so sad. So sad. Uh, thanks for participating in that, Mac. You knew him well. You he did the coaching show with you for many many years. Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah. So they, you know what? It was back in the day, you know, when. It, when it, when it was different, you know, for journalists and everything. I mean, all those guys, what I call the old timers, Mooney and and Rosetta and and uh, and Bill and that, that all that group of guys and those those reporters from Wyoming and Colorado State. I mean, those guys were real throwbacks, you know. <laughs> and all I can remember is, is like Woody. And Bill didn't smoke, and I don't think they drank either. But those Wyoming guys, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and, and so, and so, like, if you go into a into a room with that group, you know, it was like you would come out and your clothes would just smell of cigarettes and cigars, right? And uh, and and many bottles. <laughs> so. But those guys had all had a close relationship back in those days, you know, in the old uh, whack. And um, so most of those reporters had been friends for quite a while because they were all kind of that was their their vintage of a group of guys. And uh, and uh, I'd say Bruce Woodbury was kind of the common sense guy, you know, because he kept everybody kind of in a good in a good position. And Bill was kind of the voice, you know, of what everybody was thinking, and and uh, and you know, Bill was a lifer, Utah lifer, and and I think it was sad when he when he he, he retired because I'm not sure that that was something he wanted to do at that time. You know, I think he was maybe forced out a little or whatever. Whatever they do, finally when they say, well, it's your time to go and go do something, go. Go the other way. That's that's tough, especially when a guy has spent his lifetime at, at a at a school. You know, just like uh, kind of like Mary Bowman was up there at Utah too, who worked in the student services, and and I think I don't think she was ready to go, and they decided, yeah, hey, it's time for you to go, or it's time for you to go. You know, and those people who just their whole life centered around the University of Utah and, and centered around the school itself and 
and we're what what I call lifetime lifetime supporters of everything that that Utah stood for, and so Bill was one of those, and um, and his his lifetime was spent uh, in in support of, of the University of Utah and University of Utah athlete athletics and the University of Utah athletes. So and. And I tell you what, he had some 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 great interviews with uh, Rick Majerus that were so funny, you know. <laughs> and and uh, and I can remember one of those in particular. Majerus would Majerus would come up with some interesting stuff, and and uh, I just remember the one in particular. I had to pull off the side of the road, and I just sit there and laugh for maybe twenty minutes because it just listening to it. I. I I couldn't believe it, and I think another thing was, was I remember when Wayne Howard said he hated BYU, and that that came out when he was first year, and Wayne Howard was, you know that he, when that group came in, they were not Utah people, right, and BYU was a sacred cow, you know, and so all of a sudden he made a statement very. I remember. Bill saying, I don't think you should say that, Wayne. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> they said, probably not going to be real popular in this state. <laughs> and, and, and I can remember, I went out to, I think, Jordan High School, if I remember. It's, a, it's a years ago. And the guy said, you work for the guy who hates BYU. <laughs> I said, which guy is that? <laughs> he said, well, the guy you work for. I said, Oh, you mean my head coach? I said, yeah, the guy hates BYU. Well, if he's going to survive here, he's going to have to beat BYU. And so it's not a good idea to fall in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I'll tell you what. And, and uh, there was so much jealousy back in that time from the Utah people to the BYU people because BYU was dominating and and we were, our people were so jealous because all they wanted to do was, nobody cared about anything except beating BYU. That's all they wanted to do. They didn't care about, if you won one game, hey, just beat BYU. You can stay here as long as you want. <laughs> that was the job. That was the job. That yeah. was the job, beat well, BYU. And I can remember my the interview I had. They said, well, we don't want to be embarrassed by BYU. <laughs> and I'm thinking... You guys are really shooting low. <laughs> Setting a low bar there. Yeah, low bar. And, and and first of all, I knew that that if you do it right, you could take over that situation. You just had to do it right. And you had to have some patience and you had to have a system. You had to have a system to build and how you were gonna do it. And take your time, don't be in a hurry. Build it one block at a time and hopefully that once you built it, it would sustain it, sustain itself, and you had a lot of advantages because you had a university that was that uh, academically had a lot of a lot of pluses because it was a research university, and so when it came time for the Pac-12, that's one of the things the presidents look at is, are you a research institution, and then it makes it easier for the for the uh, the presidents to say, yeah, that Utah would be a good would be a good addition. You know, it's, it's so all you had to do is is prove that you were 
that you were a quality program on the rise and the fact that you fit with their model, you know, and and uh, so it just, and then it, it, when Texas decided that they were, you know, or, or the Pac-12 decided that maybe uh, Texas wanted too much, you know, then then Utah became, Utah and Colorado became their two schools. And uh, and like I said, I think a week ago that the the ideal addition would have been Utah and BYU. And, uh, and you know, I think politically maybe, maybe they didn't want a religious school. I don't know, you know, what goes into everybody's mind. I, I hear that, Gordon, and we've talked about this before. I, I, when they say they don't want a religious institution, what happens uh, if, if Notre Dame were making that phone call? You know, uh, yeah. it's it's I, the the hypocrisy of it all frustrates me. <laughs> if Notre Dame called, they're in. They're in. They're <laughs> in before they hang up the phone. Yeah. Saying, oh, yeah, 100 percent. And it, I, I mean, imagine, Gordon, if Utah and BYU were both in the Pac-12, how great this how much how awesome this job would be. Not that it's not awesome already. Yeah, yeah, that would be uh, that I'll would tell be you what, nice for both I'll tell you what, It would be so much fun. It would because be. I'll tell you what, you talk about uh, two sides being being uh, up in the air about everything. It would be it would be like uh, the Democrats and Republicans. So it would be it, it would be awesome. It would be it would be awesome and that's and I'll tell you what the talk shows, everything would just be, go out of go out of the roof, you know. Well, I I do miss that about well, be with BYU being independent, they're they're still playing, but it doesn't have the conference race on on the line anymore. Like some of your, your wins, coach, you you ruined their yeah. their season. They didn't win the league because you yeah, beat them. Or, you know? or or we got a better bowl game than they did. I right. mean, I've, I can remember we they wanted to go to the to the um, oh. I forget which it might have been the the one in the one in L.A. and uh, B, it was between BYU and us and and the people in L.A. took us over BYU. I mean that just <laughs> killed the BYU people. Is that the the Freedom Bowl? Freedom Bowl, yeah. yeah. And when we, I think the game is either the one where we played. I think it's the one when we played the Arizona. You did right. uh, beat the Desert Swarm. This Desert Swarm who was. Really good on defense, not not as good on offense, but really good on defense. So, Mac, do you think it is uh, the religious aspect of the whole thing that got in the way, or what's your best guess? I think that I think that's part of it. Yeah, I do. Um, is it quality of football? No, I, you know how could you how could you not? Yeah, yeah how could, that would not be or the quality of the athletic department. No, because BYU has as quality in all their sports. You know, all their minor sports are, are really good. And um, it had nothing to do with They would have competed well in in all their sports, uh, the women's sports and the men's sports. And um, <coughs> I think it had to do with religion, um, maybe academic standing but i'm not sure of that well tv markets as well they they you know or at least that's what's on the service they were interested in those tv sets in denver right yeah but i'm not so so sure how much colorado brings to the 
Well, I mean, football-wise. hasn't hasn't looked that way, has it? No, because at one time, Colorado was a powerhouse. Yeah. And back when they had their own jet where they used to fly, you know, fly, <laughs> <coughs> fly players in and stuff, you know. I mean, at one time, they had it rolling, you know. I mean, they were... They were tough to beat in recruiting, and uh, and you know they were recruiting good players from all over the country. Sure, what's happened that? there? What's happened to Colorado, Mac? Well, I think number one, they lost that they the airline deal that they had, you know, with with that part of it, and they they went to their recruiting changed, and they went to Texas. And kind of the second thought was Colorado, and then the third thought was the West Coast, and they weren't getting the number one guys out of Texas, and it was just a gradual decline of 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 uh, really really good players because they back in the in the uh, early seventies eighties uh, they had really had good players. You know, I mean, they were they were they were excellent. Who was the Gary Barnett was was a coach for a long time, but who was the coach before him? Who built it at Colorado? Oh man, I'm trying to remember the guy's name because we when I was at Arizona, we we spent a week at at the University of Colorado uh, because they were running the eye bone at that time, and we were running the wishbone, and and uh, so we, I'm trying to remember who the who the coach was at that time, but they they had a nice, really had a nice football team. Bill McCarthy, uh, Bill McCartney, Bill McCartney. He uh, he came later, didn't he? He was 82 to 94. Okay. Uh, the the coach Eddie Crowder had a ten, ten year run there from right. uh, 63 to 73. Right. Uh, Bill Mallory from 74 to, to 78. Right. right. And Chuck Fairbanks only for two years, seventy nine right. to eighty one. Right. Uh, but Eddie Crowder won one hundred and eighteen games there. That's a wait. No, 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 that can't be right. That's games coached. I apologize. Okay. Anywho, well, I, Bill McCartney was who I was thinking about. Yeah. But Gary yeah. Barnett well, won a share of the national title there. He sure did. He's he's a really good guy too. Barnett, really good guy. Mac, you think they were cheating? Well, uh, on the airline thing, definitely. You know, I mean, that was kind of, kind of the, you know, you could get, you could get, uh, like, let, let's say, because I knew a guy that a recruiter there. <laughs> this is this is a great story. You'll like this story. So they promised this kid, okay, okay, you sign with us. All your parents have to do is go to the L.A. airport. You pick up the tickets. They fly you to the game and back. Okay, so and I knew the I knew these people right. So they're at the L.A.X. airport. They go to the to the. They says, "Hey, you know, we got two tickets and our name." And they said, "Well, there's nothing here, right?" <laughs> and they said, well, "No, no, you better check it again, right?" <laughs> So I get a call from the father, right? He says, "Hey, these guys promised the tickets at uh, to go to all the games that Junior's playing." I said, "Well, they can't do that." Well, 
they did. Then they promised, you know, we just pick up the tickets and we'll go over back and forth. I said, well, they can't do that. And I knew the recruiter guy, right? Uh-huh. So I called him. He was, he, you know, and, and I forget, we had a nickname for the guy who was like, Fast Eddie or Fast Jimmy or something. You know? <laughs> One of those I said, hey, dude, you can't be promising people that they get a free flights back and forth uh, when you recruit the kid because that's illegal. <laughs> and the guy said, yeah, I know, I know. But we, and they told me how to get the kid. So, so I said, well, where's their airline tickets? Well, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> so, so I called the the father back. Right, I said, "No airline tickets. It's illegal." <laughs> and, and and he said, he said, he said, he said, "Well, what do I do now?" I said, "Well, you can you could turn him in, and your kid will lose his eligibility, or you can just forget about it and and and." Uh, Move on and just know you're not going to get any free airline tickets. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, we're here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 and, West. And, uh, and a coach got fired. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a, he was, he was a scapegoat. So. Huh. Uh, as usual, right? Uh, come on by and see us. We'll, the Utes, uh, so far so good on, uh, on non-game cancellation. So we will actually talk Ute football coming up, uh, uh, coming up next. But Tom is joining us once again. Or I guess for the first time today, uh, Tom. What's up? Thanks for having us out. It's good what, to see you. What's so going I on? Want, what I want to know: What kind of special do you have today, Coach? I missed you, man. I missed you too. I thought two weeks. I thought it was kind of like maybe you divorced me. You know, after no, a that's couple not of times, happening. Said, said no. I think we're going to just cut the coach out. You're exactly <laughs> like my wife. You can't get rid of me that easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jake, I just went back with Naomi, and we just counted, and we're going to do the Coach Mac special again on the head-up adjustable queen bed. All right. It's the best deal in the country. The mattress, if you go online, it is there's two brands. It's basically the same thing. It's made in the same factory. They're eight ninety nine to ten ninety nine, depending on which brand you buy. I'm going to do the same mattress. I'm going to give you two options. The more expensive hybrid, so that's the memory foam on top, the springs underneath, or coils, as they like to call them. I'm old school. They're springs. Springs. That makes but, sense. you know, coils might sound a little bit more expensive, so they're coils today. I see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a, a hybrid or a memory foam. They're both gel-infused, made in the United States. This is not inexpensive garbage dumping tariff mattress right with an adjustable base and i only have 34 left that's a significant number because we used to have 208 wow so 34 of them left and i'm doing it the coach max special 5.99 that base is normally 4.99 and the mattress is 8.99 to 10.99 wow so let's call it a 1700 hour deal for 5.99 that's ridiculous. I mean, I think it's re- this is the Black Friday of all Black Friday deals. These will sell out before Christmas, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do some stuff today. So if you want to get ahead of the curve, this is the most important time to buy the adjustable bed. I've got everything in stock again. We were out of uh, Twin XLs. I had nothing with massage for a month and a half for a king. 
guess what? We're good now. We're back. All right. We're back. We're back. So I'm going to do a King special with massage with an incredible 15-inch. This mattress at our competitors, the value of this mattress, uh, this is a Gordon. Gordon, you can hear me, I hope. Yes, I can. This is a mattress and a base that would be at least $7,500 to $9,000. Wow. I'm going to do it twenty eight. Ninety nine for the entire package. That's it. So it's seven grand up the road, and uh, we're talking less if, than three. If you want to come down here, I'll show you online where it's nine thousand dollars. Wow! I can do it for twenty eight ninety nine, and I'll deliver and set up for seventy five bucks. Boom! By the way, where, where's where's our setup guy? Where is he? Clayton had a gig in Chicago, so he flew to Chicago, but he's really excited. During the break, I'm going to show you. He's taking care of his two nephews and niece today to have a little Uncle Clayton time. Oh, good. Good for him. All right. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Breaking down the Utes, Cougars, and the Aggies. This is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show. On a Football Friday, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Ron McBride, Alema Harrington uh, doing high school stuff uh, uh, I think this is the last week that Alema is, is probably going to miss, right? Yeah. This is it? Yeah, this is it for Alema. Uh, band of the day today, Goo Goo Dolls, selected by Austin and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. We are live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Come in and get that Coach Mac special. And Gordon and uh, Coach... You know, we've done a bunch of these already, a bunch of football Fridays. Pretty right. wild that Utah has not played. Right. And the news is is that uh, that both teams, USC and Utah, uh, right. you know, fingers crossed, but USC's on the plane, and we are uh, what it looks like headed for an actual football Ac- game. Yeah, absolutely. So they will play, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting because we don't know a lot about this product. Right. And so we'll, we'll we'll soon see. And uh, we've seen USC play twice and two games that they could have lost. But they had enough to find a find a way to win at at the end, which which says a lot about their football team. That that they like Arizona went up three, and there was a minute and forty six I think left. And all of a sudden, the slowest kid comes alive, the receivers come alive, and they go right down the field and, and score, you know. And, uh, um, and the game could have been a wider margin in favor of USC, except USC's uh, red zone offense stinks, you know. I mean, they're, they're leaving the they're, – they're motioning away from the formation – and and running a a inside zone with no edge protection, and they just blitz they 
blitz a guy off the edge and he tackles him for for no gain. I mean, that is just stupidity. You know, you've got to protect your edge. You you can't leave your edge open for an unblocked guy, especially if you're a zone counter inside zone football team. I mean, you've got to, you've got to protect the edges because uh, your defensive coordinator, you say, okay, if they motion it away, then automatically the backside corner comes up and blitzes. And then according to the, to the read of the quarterback, once he sees the motion and, and he sees the rotation in the secondary, it should tell him to go, to go to the quick pass where the blitz is coming from. So it's just a matter of numbers. And um, I'm not sure exactly what they're... But they did later on uh, take advantage of the edge blitz by by throwing... by having receiver go underneath, you know, on the little slant route, which was wide open because the blitz guy, they threw it right in behind where the blitz guy came from. So, but you don't get that many times in the red zone... You know, you can't waste red zone opportunities. You can't you can't come you can't go into red zone and come out with nothing. Mac, maybe you explained some of it there, but uh, I watched uh, large portions of both of those SC games and I was way shaking my head. Like one minute they impress the living daylights out of you and the next minute you think this team is way overrated. And, and I haven't been able to figure it out. Like, did you see the uh, – we talked about this earlier in the week. Did you see that game-winning touchdown pass that Slovis threw against Arizona State? I sure I mean, did. that was, that was that about was... as pretty a pass as you'll ever see. I mean, it was a thing of beauty. And then other times it looks all discombobulated. Can you explain it? Well, <laughs> that's, that is a, that is a, uh, a, a great question there. Uh, it seems like when he's pressured and the pressure's on that he performs better and mm. you know and and it seems like the team performs better they kind of like they're almost like a, a a group of guys that they expect to win and uh, don't you dare challenge us because we'll find a way to beat you they just look like well, it's just a matter of time for us. But one of these one of these weeks, they're going to run out of time. Yeah, you know, and um, and so they 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 could have run out of time. I thought Arizona State. I thought it was a really good football team. I, I thought that well, they, they were up. They were up two touchdowns on a Mac, and then they let it slip away. Yeah, and um, and I was impressed with Arizona. I think Arizona was a much better football team than I thought they would be, and I thought they're. Their quarterback was much better than I thought he would be. You know, I mean, get out of Texas. Yeah, and so they looked like a, a good. They looked like a much improved football team uh, as far as ability wise. You know, I mean, they 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 didn't. Uh, they look. They just looked like a good team. You know, they played like a good team, and they just. I think they that last drive. I think they played a lot of zone in the secondary, if I remember right, and left a lot of routes where there was where there was room for the underneath routes, and and SC was pretty smart. They just took what the defense gave them and moved the ball down the field, and they got really good receivers. I mean, their their uh, their four receivers are really good, and probably the fourth receiver is the kid that 
that uh, transferred back from Texas, and uh, and he, he might be he might be their number one or two guy, but he's like number four. So they've got you know their receivers are, are really good, offensive line very average, I think below average at, at guard, one tackle I think is a good player, but they're they're not they don't they're not anything to that you'd say, oh, hey, these guys are really tough, hard-nosed guys. That, that They're just okay guys. And defensively up front, I think you can move them around, you know. Um, so, you know, I think there's – I think that, that physically we're probably – we're better in the offensive line. We're better we, – they don't play with the tight end, so we're – we're better at that position. They're better at wide out than we are. Uh, the three running backs at SC are really good. All three of those guys. So, the Malapai kid, I watched. He, he's from Mililani High School in Hawaii. He's he's a big slashing kid, strong, good looking guy. The the other guy, the the kid out of Indiana, uh, is a, kind of the power back. And I coached him in an All Star game in Hawaii. And I tell you what, he is a big, strong, tough kid, really good player. And then the the, the third guy is is really good. So they got three, three what you call a a quality running backs. You know, they can block, they can catch, they can run, and they're tough. So they're they've got real quality at running back. I don't know if our running backs are as good as their running backs because I think. All three of those guys will probably play at the next level. Uh, I think they're that good. I think we're probably we're probably better in the defensive line. I, I would I I I think, but I'm not sure because we just have to see. We haven't seen it. We yet. haven't seen it mm-hmm. yet. So we should match up pretty good. The secondary would worry me because we got all new guys in the secondary. Yeah. Yeah. So they haven't seen Two freshmen. Yeah, they haven't seen receivers like this. These 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 receivers are are, you know, these are world class guys. I well, St. Brown has been good. For... Well, St. Brown is good. All of them are good. I mean, I mean they've 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 recruited really well in that area, and um, so it'll it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Hey Mac, will you settle a? Uh, I wouldn't call it an argument so much that Jake and I have had, but it's been a discussion, a discussion. And Jake feels very strongly about it. He thinks SC is making a horrible mistake by not just going back and uh, running student body left, student body right, because they can get those kinds of running backs and they can get good athletes. So why doesn't SC do that? And I say it's because they can also recruit great wide receivers and they have a terrific quarterback. So what's the matter with doing it that way? But he's not he's not. Can I can I clarify my position as much as Uh I enjoy your uh, your characterization (laughs) of it? I don't know, Coach, if you're USC and you get the best players on the West Coast, you get your your pick of the litter because you're USC. You know, football games have been won in a very simple fashion for a very long time. You dominate the guy in front of you. You run the football. You play good defense because you've got the best athletes on the planet. Why do you need a cute, spread it out, Mike Leach, little gimmicky trick offense? You're USC. Just beat the, just run over the team in front of you and and go down and score you. But it's been working for him for years. Well, I think it was five years ago, 
Clay Hilton had to make a decision about which way he was going to go, and it might be four years ago. And they they looked at what was giving them problems, you know, defending the spread offense and defending the you know what Leach was doing and defending what Oregon was doing and defending what those, and so they were having trouble defending those people, right? And I think he he he's he looked at where they were, their strength was, and it was with wide receivers, and the fact that 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 they could get mismatches, and so then he decided at that time, and and I think at that time he was trying to save his job too, and um, so he that's when he when he went to the you know he made a decision that he was going to go to the spread the spread offense because he needed a faster way to score because they weren't getting the same players that they were getting before. I mean, so they had gone a little bit in decline, particularly I, I would think an offensive line, uh, offensive lineman, they weren't getting the, the, those guys that they could just mash people around with. Um, they weren't, they weren't getting maybe the, the three or four first-round draft choices in the defensive front. They were still getting good linebackers and good secondary guys and and really good re- receivers. So I think I think he was kind of not forced into it, but he was looking for a way that they could score faster and get more you know more uh, mismatches. And that's why they that's why they went to what what they're doing and. Uh, and it's 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 popular with fans. They like to right. see they like to see that, and uh, so that's kind of why they got away from the power football, you know. So it's it's uh, uh, so they weren't getting the same like when they played in that game in Texas a few years back, and they were playing Ohio State. I mean that was the biggest mismatch that you ever want to see in the off from the offensive line to the defensive line on, on Ohio State side and on on the USC side because it was a total total mismatch. I mean Ohio State was so much better in in both those areas, and it really it really opened um, you know and you know saying hey well what are what aren't we getting? Yeah, and they're not they're not getting. Uh, the the type the type of players that they used to get particularly in the defensive and offensive line that's interesting all right we'll we'll have more of this coming up we'll talk more about the Utes uh, right around the corner of course we'll get to the Cougs as well as they have a game this weekend it is a football Friday on the Big Show at the Warehouse eighteen twenty five South three hundred West more next ninety seven five and twelve eighty the Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Breaking down college football better than anyone else. This is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. <laughs> it's the Big Show Football Friday, ninety-seven that's, five. That's horrible. Zone. That is that is one hundred percent a true story. Uh, welcome on back. 
We're live you wanna, here. You want to you wanna let the listeners know what you're no, talking about? There. No, I don't want to tell that story. We, we, we won't drag a member of the staff like that. 1825 hey, South, 300 That's Western. embarrassing. Yeah, that's bad, right? That is horrible. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> oh, man. But that, I, I've never, well, anyway, we can talk about that off the air. Um, let's, the, we, the, oh, the moral, okay. hey, what? the moral of the story is leave a decent tip. Is Whatever the, you the, do, leave the, a decent hey, tip. Hey, right? the moral of the story is leave a decent tip. Yeah, that's right. do it. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, everybody right now, is suffering through this pandemic and anything that you can leave for somebody who's bringing your pizza or or delivering to your house or or any of that do man, it. yeah do it you take care you take care of them uh real quick we're, we're gonna get to tom in one sec but we were talking about this off the air as well uh it, it, coach how would you handle the situation if you had an assistant who had a, a a wife on a reality television show? <laughs> how would that How would that go over with you? Oh man, I'd probably laugh. <laughs> laugh. I'd, I'd probably laugh. I'd say, "Hey, I saw your wife last night, boy. This is not really her." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know her, Jen Sharif Shah. Yeah, I sure uh, do. Shah. She is the, she is the nicest, politest uh, lady that you ever want to meet, and she's. She's not anything like the show portrays her to be. She's playing it up a little bit. Well, that's not her, believe me. Not at least what I know. You know, I mean, and I've known her since she, they were, you know, they were going out. Yeah. You know, yeah. back in, and and the two, their two, the two boys they have, yep. best kids in the world. You know, and and Sharif is is a is a class act and a, and a, and a a great, a great kid, great husband. Um, so I don't know. They, they, they got. They portray her as kind of being the villain or something. You know, well, she's the the number one pot stirrer. She's yeah, the one that, yeah. that kind of creates all the drama. And how about the one girl who married her grandfather, her step grandfather? Yeah. yeah. Well, I know that guy too. Do you really? Yeah, I know the guy. Yeah. yeah. I look at him and say, "Hey, dude, what's up with you, man?" <laughs> <laughs> You're connected yeah. in multiple ways so, to this. So, show. Mac, you think you think this whole thing is fictionalized to some extent? <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah. <laughs> what are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, oh. Nothing real about it. No. Although I would guess they're married. The gal. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. So. I've watched both episodes and it's a it's a train wreck. It's really it's it's a bad light cast on our community. It's truly awful. But I'll watch next week's episode. <laughs> well, you know, so so the other night I said, well, I'm not going to watch this, right? Uh-huh. So then I get ready to go back. Well, I'm just going to watch the start of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Jen's acting crazy, you know. She's she's paranoid about this or that, and then and then the lady that. Give the five hundred dollars worth of vodka to the yeah. other lady, and then she went to the store and bought some other vodka and saved the five hundred dollar vodka, so she'd have more in storage. And and all of a sudden, hey, where's my vodka? <laughs> it's just a terrible show. It's just awful. And then uh, the the one poor guy, the guy who goes to Chicago to work. Uh huh. Yeah. The guy who separated. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I work in Chicago. And then she says, "Well, I got my, I got a shop here, and you know, I got all these important people that shop in my shop in Park City." And I'm thinking, "Come on, come on, lady, 
<laughs> well, it's really something, and it's it's interesting that it's connected to the youth football program in a weird way. I wonder how Wit. I wonder if Wit's watching. You think? Well, Wit's pretty conservative, so I, I, that's I, not his cup of tea. Well, I think he'd probably laugh at it. You know, would be my guess. You know, he'd probably he probably say, "Yeah, okay, Sharif." Yeah. Uh, Tom is with us here at the warehouse. Tom, you know Wit a little bit. How do you think? How do you think he reacts to that? Uh, Jake, I'm going to quote you. This Uh, show's terrible, but, man, I can't wait till next week. (laughs) I'm watching it. That's a good answer, Tom. (laughs) I'm watching it. It's really – it doesn't make our community look good. It (laughs) – but, but, but doesn't it. everybody? Everybody knows it's a cartoon. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a cartoon. That's, they're just goofing with everybody. Hey. So, so since Clayton has done this reality TV show called Los Gringos, the Gringos of South America, mm-hmm. Clayton watches every show with a completely different viewpoint, and it's yeah, this is all fake. Everything here is scripted, and it's one hundred percent fake. Yeah. Um, the old reality TV show where they had cameras that they didn't know was watching you yeah. that was real but the new reality tv show it's all scripted to make sure people like jake think it's disgusting but i'm hooked but i'm in yeah, yeah. Well, there. You know, hey that is a good answer it's you're saying hey man this show's garbage you know well i think i'll, I'll can't I'll, wait to see what jen I, does next week I can't wait to see what jen, yeah yeah <laughs> right so my youngest daughter kelly she watches all those shows i mean you know the the uh Housewives of Orange County, the Housewives of this, the the other. I said, "What do you watch this stuff for?" She says, "Oh, it's good stuff." I said, <laughs> "I said no, no." It's Everybody not. used to criticize the Kardashians. How could this mother let the cameras into their house? And now, two of the daughters are billionaires because of the, one of them a makeup line, one of them a clothing line. They've sold it to some big company. Right. They made a billion dollars. Yep, on top of what they made and, for doing the show. Yeah, and then Kim Kardashian, she's uh, personally worth a half a billion dollars. And then because of the show promoting Kanye stuff, Kanye sold the company for $3.5 billion, his shoe company. Crazy. <laughs> it, it, they're printing money. It's, 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 reality it's scripted crazy it's scripted license to print money yeah <laughs> uh, i well, tell you what this it, is reality radio it's almost as good it is yeah this is good. reality radio yeah. but you see any billionaires here maybe you <laughs> jake uh, i got a ways to go jake I got a ways to go i'm gonna keep clipping my coupons hey I'm going to keep shopping at the warehouse. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to save thousands of dollars on furniture. Perfect so, answer. So I get $10, $10 a week in allowance and $8 for gas. <laughs> and then after I spend my $20, what did you do with the rest of it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, let's uh, let's save some people some money. Well, we talked last hour about the Coach Max special, and I'm going to do a Jake and Gordon special. All right. Okay. So this is um, this is the queen bed with head up, foot up, with the Bluetooth module. This is the best deal we have ever done. And if you remember, three weeks ago, we started this deal, and I had 90 queen bases. Okay. We've sold about 30 of them. All right. But it's the best deal I've ever seen. If you come in, I'm going to show you. I'll show. I'll put you on the Internet. I'll do the Google search. I'll show you the base. It's 1799 
the mattress that I'm going to offer is $1,299. That's pretty simple math. That's $3,000. I'm going to sell you the entire deal for $899. That's 70% off. That's incredible. That is double boom. Boom, boom, coach. So people, people could come in here, furnish their whole house, you know, if they're just moving in and and come out with with a savings of probably I would guess seven to eight to nine thousand dollars overall. Uh, it could be way more than that. Yeah. Let me give you an example. We have a big fan of the show. He's a big golfer. I won't it's a customer. He's become a friend, he and his wife. And they just bought a new house down in Mesquite. He bought a king bed adjustable the nicest, the Gordon Monson bed. Same as yours, Gordon. And this bed is a $12,000 bed. He bought the entire house. He bought adjustable beds in two other rooms. He bought grandkids' triple bunk beds, mattresses. He bought a whole house full of furniture for $9,000. No way. The bed by itself is a $12,000 bed. Amazing. Yeah. Smart. Absolutely smart. Boom. Boom is right. Come and see us. We um, This is a big weekend and a big week preparing for Black Friday. I've just received two truckloads of sofas. I've got reclining sofas. I've got sectionals. Uh, both stores, I just unloaded 66 pieces in Orem this morning. If you have been waiting, if you've been places and they tell you 12 to 16 weeks wait, mm-hmm. I have stuff we can deliver you so you have it before Thanksgiving. Amazing. Can't do that it's anywhere else. a big else. deal. Yeah, that's Come huge. Come and see us. All right, 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about Orem as well, 86 East, University Parkway. So this, this guy redid his whole house. It's a brand new house. So he bought a new house. He filled his house for nine grand. For nine grand. Unheard of. Unheard of. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, unbelievable. Boom. Stay Boom. tuned. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.